0: Talking a lot about the Suns, where they are after their win over the Los Angeles Lakers on national TV. Yesterday, here to talk some Suns basketball with us. TV analyst and SiriusXM NBA radio host Eddie Johnson, our guest here on the Arizona Sports Line. EJ, G- good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you doing? Happy Monday. Happy Monday. It's always a happier Monday or whatever you day of the the Lakers? Lakers, after you yeah, beat the Lakers, right. right? That's a good point.
1: Yeah it is. I wish though we'd be on a three game winning streak yeah. after the All Star game. Uh had the opportunity to beat the Mavs right after, had a double digit lead. Uh then was dominating Houston uh by what sixteen and lost both of those and yeah, so it's good to come back home where the Suns are pretty much now uh taking hold of their home court. Uh I think that's what the eighth in a row at home. Uh, to to keep themselves, you know, in contention, obviously to stay out of the play-in. So, yeah, it was, it was a great win, and yeah, it's always great to beat the Lakers. But you know, I'm a little bit past that in that regard. I expect so much more of this team, uh, and I definitely don't expect them to lose to a suburban team but they have a chance to get some revenge on the Rockets this week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh,
0: yes, and and I think that's going to happen. Now, as a guy who played the game at its highest level, I'm curious what you think about this, because when the Suns have balanced scoring, it seems they really feel dangerous and they feel a little bit different. Is it true that when you get everybody involved early, it helps guys, fringe guys, role players make shots late. In other words, does having balance in terms of a, of an offensive attack help this team close out games better because the guys are more comfortable? Is there truth to that?
1: There's a lot of truth to that. I mean, you know, you won't touch it. Uh, you even see it during the course of a game, like when a guy gets in, uh, if he can get a free opportunity to get a shot, like, you know, a foul was called, or The ball got loose and the officials stopped the game. He might take a shot at the rim because it's a different animal. Although you warmed up, uh, you know, for a rogue guy, especially, you know, you're either going to be on the court with guys that's not going to, you're not going to get shots early because, like, for example, you know, Katie and, and Devin is trying to get their rhythm going because they're more important. And then, you know, when you're on the bench, you know, you got to sit there, you know, sometimes for 20 minutes real time, 30 minutes before you get into a game and you get in cold. So it's always good to try to get your rhythm early on. I know for me, uh, you know, when I would get in the game, my whole mindset was I wanted to get to the free throw line. You know, I didn't even care if I made a shot. I'm just trying to draw a foul. I'm trying to get an offensive rebound. I'm trying to get out on the break to get a layup. Because once that happens, then all of a sudden I loosen up and I get a little bit stronger mentally. And I think that's the hard job of a role player, and that's what people sometimes don't understand, is that, you know, Grace Down as great a shooter as he is, he can go at, like the other night against, what, against Dallas, uh, he hit like a couple of shots early and didn't even take any more shots. Yeah. But he played 30 minutes. That's tough. And so the job of a role guy, the job of a big player, uh, is really significant and is very difficult. Devin and KD get shots whenever they want. Their rhythm is never disrupted. The only time it's disrupted is somebody double teams them. You know, somebody makes them get rid of the ball, okay. But ultimately, they can shoot the ball anytime time that they want. So uh, I like you know, what Grayson Allen has done all year, uh, Aaron Gordon. Uh, You know, obviously, so you need him every game. And now, you know, Bobo finally gets the opportunity to play. You know, nothing against Vogel. I mean, everybody has to make their decisions when they make them. But I've been riding that horse all year. And I'm just like, I wish this guy would get a sincere chance. And since he's gotten that chance, he's ingrained himself in the rotation.
0: Eddie Johnson, Suns television analyst, our guest here on uh, Bickley and Murata mornings with Bradley Beal remaining on the shelf. And hopefully that changes this uh, this week, Eddie. A- and now the addition of Royce O'Neal, who looks very comfortable not only blending in, but taking big shots, important shots when they present themselves to him. A lot of people are maybe thinking, could this lead to a change in the starting lineup? What, what are your thoughts on that? Is Bradley Beal a starter as soon as he comes back?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who those people are. <laughs> I don't know who those people are. Yeah, Bradley is gonna be in that lineup. Uh, you know, Royce O'Neill is is a, is a tremendous role player. Uh, you know, I I love him ever since he's been in Utah. He's one of the few guys in the league that would really make Devin work hard. You know, and and that's what you you know have to prepare yourself for when you play against him. He's going to make you work hard. And he's a, he's a lot like Josh Chicoge, but he's obviously a better shooter. And so because of that, I think he's going to, you know, in a way, steal Josh Chicoge's minutes. And uh, so he's a huge up for the Suns. So and you can see, you leave him open, he'll knock down threes. Uh-huh. And he's not afraid either. You know, and, and that's a good thing as well. I want to go back to Bull
0: Bull for a minute because, because uh, like you said, that uh, he certainly brings something very tangible to this to this team, and you noticed it with just the way he gets the crowd excited. But from a basketball standpoint, what does he do for the collective when he's out there?
1: Well, again, you got to guard him, and, and that takes a lot more pressure. Again, what off Devin, off KD, off Bradley Beal. You know, when you got guys out there alongside them that can make you pay, then as a defender, you can't help out as aggressively as you would like. And you got to keep them off the glass. You know, any ball that, that hits the rim and goes straight up, he's going to get it. You now, understand what I'm saying. Like, a lot, some shots are going to hit the rim and shoot forward, okay? And so anybody's in contention to get those. Great rebounders normally dominate those kind of misses. But if Bobo is standing next to a great rebounder, doesn't matter. And the ball hits the rim and goes up, and it's above the cylinder, he has a better chance to go get it. And and we'll see that with him more and more as he gets the minutes that he does, and he gets the confidence, and then also his ability to put the ball on the floor or the side. Man, Bill can dribble. Yeah. And you know he's trying to do the right thing. He's not overextending himself, and that's a great thing. Uh, but and then the jump shot is pure. So I think everybody's starting to see offensively how good he is. This is not unique. He's been this way since he's been in college. And now he's trying to get an opportunity to play with tremendous players and he's able to stay on the court.
0: Eddie Johnson, our guest here on Bickley and Murata Mornings. At the top of the Western Conference, you got two teams tied right now, Minnesota and Oklahoma City. You're kind of new to this whole party being on top of the conference. What is, you know with, with about 24, 25 games left for these teams, Eddie, what is your belief level in those teams as legit teams that could win the West? Because it seems like they're maybe not getting as much of that widespread belief because they are newcomers.
1: Well, you know, again, you have to prove it, right, in mm-hmm. the playoffs. And so even though you have a tremendous regular season, people are still going to doubt it, right? Because the name on the jersey, the front of the jersey, sometimes still grabs people's attention. Now, last year, you know, obviously, short memory, if you, if you remember, you know, Miami Heat was an AC, and they made the finals. The Lakers in the West struggled all year. They had to play their way into the playoffs, okay, out of the play and they make the conference fight. So people are automatically going to think, despite what Oklahoma City and Minnesota are doing, that they can still be had. Uh, anybody can be had in the West, but Minnesota and Oklahoma City are for real. Yeah. Like, you're going you to have to go into their building and beat them. And they have quality basketball players. I mean, uh, Anthony Edwards is the real deal. Carl Anthony Towns is the real deal. And then you got the best defender, I think, this year in the league, and Gobert. All right. And Mike Conley one of the best leaders. Uh, for people that's not looking at that team and thinking that they can uh, make a run. No, no, no. They're wrong. And then Oklahoma City is extremely talented. They're fearless. Yes, they're young, but they're fearless. And they have a multitude of young scores. Jalen Williams is from Arizona, is the real deal. Wow. You know, Shea is unreal, but Jaden Williams doesn't get the love he deserves. And Chad Holmgren uh, has been fantastic. And so... <clears throat> Both of those teams can make a run. I'm more scared of Minnesota than I would be Oklahoma City because I think the the veterans that Minnesota has, and Carl Anthony Towns and Rudy Gobert and Mike Connell. but both of those teams are going to be tough to beat. Eddie, always a pleasure to have you
0: on the show. Thanks so much for making time for us today. We appreciate it.